Good evening, everyone. Hidden Treasures Revealed on the air with you on this Tuesday evening. My name is Sean. I'm here with my brother, Josh. We are here to talk about the truth of God, and we will be back with you in just a moment. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, Josh, we're here together for another Tuesday evening, and those listening in now and those that will be listening in in the future. How was your day? How are you doing? It was well, um, just spending time with the art work and uh, learning how to focus better on whatever the task is at hand. That was one of the things we talked about last night. So other than that, just applying what's been brought to my attention and continuing to work and grow in those aspects. How about your day? Well, as I was telling you, as we come on the air, which goes very much in line with where we're going to be starting this evening. Had some challenges today, had moments on the phone where just not understanding why people don't seem to get what you're saying and have it on my mind. I need, need to move on to the next thing and allowing myself to get distracted and focusing on what I was doing right in front of me. But then there's another side of that as well. And we'll be, we'll be getting into that. So I'm going to tell you how this came to mind, this, this topic, it was when we were walking probably last week. And we had mentioned this and the thought came to mind and verified with Yah that that's what they want us to talk about to start. This goes back to when I was in seventh grade, which has been probably four or five years ago. No, I'm just kidding. It's been a little while. And I had a, back in that time, you had the old school teachers that were real, seemed like they're more strict while compared to now that people couldn't survive with a teacher like that. Now they'd be crying and, and, all kinds of things, but so it was a real kind of like that hard line, get it, get it done or you're going to fail kind of deal. And I remember him saying this, and this is what came to mind with this, because what he would do is he would get frustrated at students if they weren't getting it. And he would say, well, you just want to think about what you want to think about. And ignorance is bliss and everything. You just do what you want. And everything's just la la land and just peaceful and everything's great. And you're not, you're not learning anything and you're not getting what you should be getting. And his mindset was to get his math class because he wanted you to, how bad is it going to look if everybody in his class is failing math? Of course, he wants you to to do that. And the way to do that used to be 
you just get on people and yell and kind of that thing. And I remember he would just have that. And you can see this, but he would just like sit there and say, Oh, ignorance is bliss. It's just, isn't it just the greatest thing in the world? And if you notice the way the question is posed, ignorance is bliss. Well, we're going to talk about it. Is it bliss? If you think about it from a certain perspective, if you think about it from a different perspective, no. And how y'all works on these things is because there's so many topics or so many things we could get into, but this is a, one of those things that's really good information, things to think about, especially here recently, we talk about prayer time and prayer is conversational relationship. Well, the focus when I'm having a conversation, if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm not having a conversation to ignore you. I'm having a conversation to embrace you, to pay attention to you, to really focus on you. Other things that aren't a part of this, I'm putting to the side, I'm ignoring. And a lot of times what we'll do with topics and things is we'll make a statement like, well, you don't do that. Don't ever do that again. We should never be doing that. And people may say, well, you don't want to be ignorant. And even in the world, you could say, somebody may say, well, you don't want to be an ignorant person. But I challenge that. It depends. In faith in God, you want to be ignoring the enemy, the worldly things. Now, you're not in faith in God. You're ignoring God and the godly things. In faith, we're to fear the Lord and shun evil. Ignore it. No, I'm not. Turn these stones into bread. No, I'm not doing that. The word of God says this. I'm ignoring you. I'm hearing you, but I'm not listening to you. You can't go through life without ignorance. But people, it's it's a lack of understanding. Well, you're calling me ignorant? Well, are there things you are ignoring? Well, you're calling me ignorant. Well, but if you're ignoring things, then you're ignoring certain things because how can you pay attention to one thing if you're not ignoring something else? You can't focus on your job at hand if you're letting, because you, you start ignoring your job and you go to somebody else and, all right, well, I got to get back to my job because I've been putting that to the side. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize this whole time that I was working this afternoon, I was ignoring God because why didn't I ask them for help and just pause and say, y'all, am I missing something in this? What, what is, what's happening here? Not that it has to be an intentional ignoring, but there are times where you intentionally ignore intentional or unintentional ignorance is a part of faith in God, not ignoring God, but ignoring the enemy, the things that are contrary to God. And people may say, well, are you saying that God ignores people? Yeah, they do. You turn to them by faith. They'll turn to you. They'll not ignore you. They know you're there. It's like we, you talk to God, you, you put out a prayer to them, which that's another topic to get into later. You make a statement to God. I don't listen to sinners. Do I hear you? Yeah, I, I hear that. I'll go outside. You go out into the world, you go into a grocery store, there's music blasting. Where you work, there's music blasting. There's noise. You deal with it. You come, you compartmentalize it. You shun things. 
you get used to it. You work in that environment. Now, if I went in there and cause you're not working the later shift anymore, but if I were to go like, let's say overnight, cause I've noticed that it's real, the lights are bright and it's just kind of noisy. It would take time to ignore that. And the way to do that would be get focused on what you're doing. And you're really more in tune to that. So like you, in, you tune in and you ignore the other things. It's just like on a radio and they don't have these really anymore. When I was growing up, they had the little tuning radios where you could really dial in. Well, you're looking to tune in that station. You're going to hear all that little noises and, and, and I want to get past that. All right. All right. Now I'm centered in on it, but you move it just one little bit and you got all that noise and that white noise and different interference. And that's the thing is it depends on your mindset to my math teacher. Well, you just think it's so fun just being ignorant of everything I'm saying. It's just the greatest thing to ignore this. But teacher, what are you ignoring? Are you ignoring God? Because you can point the finger at somebody else that they're ignoring you or your teaching. But how much before faith in God, Yah with their invisible qualities being made known by the creation, are you ignoring God? You suppress the truth. You ignore, and the thing is with ignore is it's an intentional thing that I'm looking at you and, and you say, Sean, do you hear me? And I'm looking away because I know you're there and I don't want to hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't want it. So I'm going to ignore you. I don't want any part of it. So I can hear you, but I'm not listening to you. I don't want to listen to you. And that's the thing. If we're talking to somebody about the gospel, about spiritual things, and they don't want to hear it and they keep on, well, you're ignoring me, so I'm just going to move on to the person that wants to hear it. Now you need to hear this because how much do you go through your day where you hear things all around you? You don't tune into them. And a great example of this was actually given by Yah. You go into a restaurant, let's say a Cracker Barrel, where the tables are really close together. If you and I are going to have a meal, we're going to be ignoring what's going on around us. We may be engaging like we are now. And then all of a sudden you think about, or you go to get a sip of drink and you kind of, or you can kind of hear somebody in the background. You can hear a conversation, but nope. When you go back and you're focused, you can tune out and ignore all that goes around you because you don't think that Yah doesn't ignore things in the world that now they know what's going on, but do they choose to focus on that? No, they choose to focus on their people. Those that are talking with them, seeking after them. I choose to put my focus here. I'll deal with these other people at a certain time. And, and that's like that with us. We need to really be getting away from getting frustrated and upset with other people and what they're doing. Just leave those people alone. Ignore that because there'll be a time when they'll be before Yah and Yah's not going to ignore it anymore. And Yah will deal with whatever wrong somebody did. Yah will also deal with whatever right somebody has done. There's no partiality. Yah will deal with that, but it's difficult because of our programming that you feel like you're wronged. You, somebody's taken advantage of you. You're being treated unfairly and you start paying attention to it instead of, no, I'm going to look past this behavior and I'm going to look further to the spiritual forces that are driving this because yes, this person is coming at me, but I'm going to ignore that. And I'm going to look past and see that the enemy is driving that. And I'm going to notice that. And we were even told by Yah, very specifically, 
stop listening to the enemy because when you're listening to the enemy, you're paying attention. Oh, did I, did I sin? Did I really do that? Did, wait a minute. Did I, did I leave the garage door up? Cause I've had that, like, you know, you left the garage door up leaving to come to your house. No, I'm well, did I, did I check it? And let me go around and it's like, no. And that's something from my past, but those thoughts will come in because hear the enemy. Don't listen to the enemy. Hear God, listen to God, pay attention to what Yas is. The more we pay attention, the more we're engaged in the things of God. We'll be able to ignore more and more the things that don't matter on the outside. And this is a practice. This is being brought out as knowledge and information to those that are seeking with all their heart, that are on the journey of faith, that really want to know the right way of godly living. They want to know the truth that Be careful to say if now, if you're just coming after somebody and you say, well, you're just ignorant and you're putting a judgment on somebody, be careful because are you ignoring some things? Have you been ignorant of Yah and the things of them in the past? So this is just an awareness to say, this is a help in your journey in faith to really be able to focus on God is there's so many things that are going on in the world. You could, you could take part in politics. You can take part of issues look at videos and things. And I even know for me, you get all involved and you get riled up in issues and protests. And is that really something I should be paying attention to on this faith journey? Or is this something that I should be ignoring? Now, maybe something to pay attention to learn from, but with the help of Yah, and you can even ask them, Yah, is this something that you want me paying attention to or just put that to the side? Because the more we focus on Yah, and the more we ignore the things of the world, the better off we'll be. And the word even tells us this, that seek first the kingdom of God and their righteousness through the words of Messiah, that all these things that you need will be added unto you. Well, I don't, how do I do this? And I'm worried and I'm upset where you're, you're listening to the things going on instead of pay attention to us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Yah, and they will make your path straight. But this is, this is a key thing, especially here recently where we talked about voices that you hear in your head, that it's a, to discern, am I hearing from God? Am I hearing from the enemy? Am I hearing from my own programming in my subconscious? Because you can hear yourself and thoughts that come, but you can engage those thoughts and take yourself down a path you could ignore those thoughts and go down a certain path. So it's a, it's a balance of engaging and ignoring that gives a proper balance. And a lot of times I even know for me, I'll get myself into a situation where instead of ignoring that and no, I'm not doing that, you go with it. And then it leads you in a direction. You're like, why didn't I just put the phone down? Why did I look at that video that, shouldn't have engaged in that or why did I listen to that advice or that? But Josh, I'll give you some thoughts on this. Cause I know that I didn't realize this until you told me that you actually looked up the actual phrase ignorance is bliss. And from that aspect, you could look at somebody and say, well, it just seems like those that just 
ignore authority or they do what they want. It just seems like they're just in just this happy place. And, but ultimately what it comes down to is that every choice that you make has a consequence and whatever decision you make will have a consequence and will lead you in whatever direction you're going. And ultimately in the end, it's either going to be for one, for a time you live in sin, ignorance is bliss, but you're going to find out if you don't turn to God and repent and find true faith, that that ignorance that you had of the things of God, because well, it's too hard or, or I'm saved or whatever that you'll find out that, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I didn't have faith. I thought I did. <laughs> and then where are you left? at that point. So those are just my opening thoughts. The reason for this topic coming out just as a help to those that are really on this faith journey is that there's in this journey, you're going to have to ignore things. You're going to have to ignore your family around you that are rejecting you and putting you to the side. You've got to learn to deal with it and just, no, I'm not going to focus on that. Yes, it's going to hurt because you're going to be rejected, but just realize that because of faith in God, those times are going to come that are you willing to leave your father and your mother, sister, brother in order to be worthy of me? You're going to have to go through circumstances where you're going to have to ignore what other people are saying is no, I don't care what anybody else says. This is what Yah said to do. And this is what I'm going to do. So I'll give it to you. Give your an opportunity to have some thoughts here. So I actually, <clears throat> we were talking about this today because I believe you sent me the link yesterday. So I've just been kind of not trying to dig too deep into it because I don't want to lean on my understanding. I want the whole purpose of the podcast is that it's not rehearsed, that it, we don't go over all these things in our head, that we just sit back and let it flow. And that if we try and force anything of, oh, well, we'll say this and this and this at this time, well, now you're stepping out in front of mother and we're not doing that. So on the way over here, um, I stopped to get gas and I was like, you know, I just want to look up the difference because I looked up the definition for ignorance is bliss. And then I looked up um, ignorance versus arrogance and then versus ignorance. And arrogance is the aspect of thinking, you know, something to be true and then confidently acting on that. Having confidence in something is not wrong, but overconfidence is not knowing enough about what you're doing and still pursuing it like you know it. So there's an aspect of arrogance, and I don't know why Mother's bringing that out, but that'll come out, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point down this conversation that's going to tie back in here. Ignorance is a not knowing of something. And ignorance is having knowledge of something and choosing to reject it. So just clarifying that aspect. So the aspect of me playing a bassoon. I have no idea any fingerings for a bassoon, no idea how it really works. I believe that's what it's called. It's a little mm -hmm. tiny V read the long. So I've seen one in a band class. I've somewhat heard it, but as far as anything that goes on with that, I'm completely ignorant on how to play it. Other than I know you blow into it and you use fingerings. That's it. Some knowledge on it because I've seen it, but for the most part, no knowledge on how to play it. So for me to tell someone, oh, I know how to play that and then try and teach that, to, that's overconfidence and that's arrogance because I'm confident I know what it is if I saw it, but telling someone I can play it or do it, that's complete arrogance because I don't have the knowledge to back up what I'm doing. 
when it comes to anything else like percussion or something like that, yes, there's plenty of percussion instruments in Oaks. That's what I played in band class. So those, those thoughts came to mind and I was like, okay, so how does that apply to faith? Well, scripture came to mind for him who knows what is wrong to do in his heart or to do what is right to do in his heart and does not do it for him. It's sin. Or if you know something's wrong and you continue to do it, that's disobedience as well. So that right there removes any aspect of ignorance because it's written on our hearts. So if you aren't taking the time to evaluate, well, I really don't know if I should be doing this. That is on you. You just had a red flag come up in your mind of, hmm, I should be evaluating why I'm doing this. Nah, it's okay. I'll just do it. Now you're choosing to act in ignorance and you're ignoring that thing. So you can't say you're ignorant to it because it was brought to your attention, even if it was just a feeling or a thought or something. And now you're choosing not to act on it, which is now ignorance. That's a big problem because scripture makes it clear we're not to be ignorant of the things of God. That's the aspect of searching you out with all your heart. When something comes out in scripture or something comes to you, it's our responsibility in faith. If you've cha- made that heart change to seek you with all your heart, we're going to look into those things to a depth of understanding that, wow, I understand this to a confident enough level to carry this out. And as I continue to carry it out on what I know is right, fair, and just to do according to Yah, I'll gain more knowledge in it. And that will give me more confidence. I don't want to be overconfident in it because then I can become prideful and pride comes before the fall. So keeping a humble mindset in it. So those are some of my thoughts that were coming into this and really tying back into the aspect of worldly and spiritual. No, you don't want to be ignorant of spiritual things with Yah. But there are plenty of worldly things that I'm very grateful that I'm ignorant of. I know Anna is ignorant of some of the things that I'm not ignorant of when it comes to children and other countries and seeing that firsthand. And as a mother, she found some of those things at one point and came to us about them and talked about it. And it really upset her to see what goes on in some other countries when these people go to war and fight and some of the horrible things that happen in the world. Well, up until that point, she was ignorant of those horrible things that are done to children, to other individuals, to women, to innocent people. But once she found it out, she wasn't ignorant to it. And it deeply upset her to a point that, okay, we have to have a discussion on it because it was very upsetting, very traumatizing. There's plenty of things like that in the world that for our sake, we don't know about. I don't know about every time someone dies in the world. That would be a lot to take on, to know every death that happens in the world at every point in time, to know about everyone that I've ever known, how they die and what they experienced before they actually died. That's a horrible thing too, because I wouldn't want to know every moment they experienced in some of those things. So tying back into the ignorance is bliss thing, that can be a benefit of, well, you know, I know how my dad died. But I haven't gone into the logistics of what actually took place when that happened at, when I was five and he passed away, um, partly because I was five. So I don't know the details. My mom does. My mom and then finding out much later in life that not only how he died, but the fact that he ultimately he had an epileptic seizure, fell into a closet. We had a gun in there. It went off and killed him. 
as I got older, my mom explained more in depth. I think I was probably 14 or so of how we actually died. And the fact that she had to come home and clean up that mess that they took a body out of there and cleaned up some of it, but she had to fix the rest of it. She had to clean up blood. She had to clean up sheets. She had to clean up clothes. She had to clean up the mess that they made from coming in and out of the house before she came and got me and told me all of that stuff because she didn't want me to see that. So being ignorant of that up until 14 years old was a benefit for me because I didn't have to experience that. And she kept that for me not to hurt me or harm me, but because at 10 or 12 or 5, she had no idea what that would have as an effect on me. So that was a gift of ignorance is bliss. Okay. Wow, man, that was, that would be a really tough thing to do. And yeah, she did it because she was a mom and she was the only one there to do it and she had to do it. But yeah, that would be a tough situation to go through. I'm glad I'm ignorant to that fact. Conversations at work. I mean, you used to work in an office, you don't, you're home now. So some of the conversations you deal with, there are plenty of conversations that happen at my work between customers and employees and all sorts of things. I've listened in sometimes, and I'm very unhappy that I've done that. And this goes right back to tying into focus on self. If I'm trying to be, I'll say it, trying to be nosy of what's going on around me, I might find out some stuff I don't want to know. I don't want to hear about intimate conversations that a coworker is having with another coworker about something that happened at a party. I don't want to hear about that because I don't want to know about that because it's not my business. But being aware of the situation around me is a benefit. I can't completely block everything out to the point of, Josh, the fryer's on fire. The fryer's on fire. Why is the fryer on fire? Josh. And then, oh, wow, the fryer's on fire. That's, you know, that's a hazard. So like you were saying, there's a balance in this. But what's that balance? You've got to figure that out with Yah. You've got to figure out where to be in a place where you can focus on Yah and still be aware of what's going on around you but not so involved in what's going on around you that you're missing opportunities with Yah. And that's a balance I struggle with at work all the time um, and continually working on getting better at that because the focus is on Yah. And when the focus is on Yah, the benefits far outweigh anything I might miss in a joke or a comment or a sly jab or whatever comes my way. So those are my thoughts. Well, with this... Think about this. You may have heard this song. Actually, not a song. The the situation where there's a storm. As I'm coming to mind, casting crowns, like I'll praise you in the storm. That sometimes people will ask God, well, take the storm away. And even heard in our own gathering saying it this way, that instead of taking the storm away, help me to be calm in the storm. And the way to do that is, why did Peter, when he came out of the boat, why did he start to sink? Because instead of a focus, which means like you're seeking first the things of God, that if you start looking to the left, you start looking to the right, what happens? You get your focus off of God and you start getting your focus on the things of the world and you're not paying attention anymore to God and then you start to sink. So what a beautiful picture of when you're struggling, you start sinking, you No, know, get your focus back where it needs to be. Because with all the voices, because here's the thing, everybody has voices in their head. 
This isn't just somebody's in a psychiatric ward and they have voices in their head. They hear voices and they're a lunatic and they're crazy. Every person hears voices. You have your inner voice where you talk to yourself. You have your own mind. You have, and speaking to those seeking after faith in the faith journey, you have the enemy of God that speaks. You have Yah themselves that speak. You have other people around you that speak. You have experiences in your lower conscience that that'll come back up, that the enemy can hit something in your lower conscience. Yah has the ability to do the same thing. Like you said, it's definitely a balance. It's a practice. It's a good practice so that you can, the more you focus on something, like when you were focused on what you're doing, you didn't, you weren't paying any attention for the fryer being on, on fire. You get your focus off what you're doing. Oh no, the fryer's on fire. And then you go to fix it. But it's about focus. It's about paying attention to the things of God. Now there's a difference in if you know something, then you're going to know that what somebody is saying isn't true. Well, I'm going to ignore that because that doesn't line up with God. I'm not going to pay attention because I know that isn't true. I'm not paying attention to it versus you don't know. And you have, because of cognitive dissonance, well, you can't tell me I'm wrong. I know what I know. I'm, I'm ignoring that. Well, but be careful what you ignore because what you're ignoring could be the truth that you're not seeing. So make sure when you're at a, when you're looking to ignore things, make sure that you're knowing the truth of God more and more so that it's an appropriate ignorance of something else. Because if you just ignore something, what if that's God speaking and you just ignore it? Well, no, I'm convinced that I've got circumcision of the heart. You can't tell me, are you ignoring what God is saying? Well, no, no you can't, or not that you were intentionally ignoring God, but well, they can't, they know what, they don't know where I, what I've been through and will be careful because make sure you know what you know and you may not know it in the completeness of it, but you're convinced of it. You verified. And now that you know with y'all that now you can ignore the things that aren't beneficial to you because until you have the understanding and you understand the truth, you may be ignoring what y'all want you to see because I don't want to deal with it. It's hard. Well, don't ignore it. Don't push it to the side. So this is just a, a good balance to figure out what should I be ignoring and what should I be paying attention to? And instead of just saying, well, I'm not going to be an ignorant person. No, it depends on what you are being ignorant of that. You could tell us something. Now somebody can say, well, you're wrong because what you're saying isn't the way of, of salvation. Okay. Well, show me in the word where it's different and and they can't show me or something. Well, I'm going to take it in, but I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to ignore that because that's not true. You're saying that you can continue to sin while being in Messiah. No, I'm ignoring that because that's not true. Now I'm not paying any attention to that. That's false. And the, the other aspect of this at times where people will say, well, we need to call out the false teacher. No, you don't need to call out the false teacher because the false teacher They'll have to talk to God and they'll have to deal with it. So you can see, it's like the word says, instead of going after somebody, just, it'll come out. Just, just wait in this. We don't need to go around pointing out false teachers. We just speak the truth and the truth being spoken that you'll be able to see the false because of what they say. You don't need to say you're a false teacher. That y'all knows if they're a false teacher or not. 
other than Yah saying, go and say something to this person. Just leave those people alone. Ignore that stuff. We don't need to sit here and attempt to prove to people what we know is true, and I'm going to prove it to you. No, ignore all that. I don't need to prove this to anybody. If somebody does what the Word of God says, they will find the truth that we have. We don't have to sit there and convince somebody of it. Now, we will convince people by what we say. We are to convince, but we can't make somebody be convinced themselves. They have to take it in. They have to break. They have to to walk in it. But think about the information that we have that there, there, there are people that ignore this. They'll say, they'll listen and say, wrong. Well, you're choosing to ignore it. Why? Cognitive dissonance. Instead of, you know what? I'm listening to this and I'm going to look into this. I'm going to ask God for help. I'm going to, I'm going to dig into this and I'm going to see if this is true. I'm not going to ignore this feeling that I have inside that something is wrong. Just, I just, I feel like I'm just not on the right path. There's just something not right. No, you're, you're saved. Just ignore that. No, I'm not going to ignore it anymore. And that's where you have to be. You have to get to a point where you're fed up and you're desperate and you're done that. No, I'm not going to ignore these feelings. Something isn't right here. This, there's more to this. I'm looking in the word. This doesn't line up. There's more to this. I'm not going to ignore this anymore. One of the things the word says, and you had brought this out, that knowing you know something, and then you have to make a decision to not embrace it, you ignore it. Well, the word says in Romans that although that people know God, how do they know God? Through the creation. That the creation shows the invisible qualities of God. It shows by the created product, the creation, you know there's a creator. You know God exists because of the creation, because of the invisible qualities, the morality, all that, it's invisible qualities. It's not a tangible sight thing. But because of wickedness, you choose to suppress the truth through your evil deeds so that through those evil deeds, you ignore the truth of God, which is right there that's telling you this is wrong to do. Because why do you have, well, should I be doing this? Right? Because the, under the law, it says, hey, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. No, no, it's okay. Nobody will, oh, and you're ignoring the law that says you're a sinner. And you keep suppressing it and you keep ignoring it because you know that it's there because you have a guilty conscience. Because of the guilty conscience, you know you're wrong. You can't get away from it. So all you can do is, no, 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 I'm okay. I accepted this or I did this or I'm a good person and you suppress the truth, you ignore it. But then the righteous judgment of God is true that you know when you die, you're going to know. So find it now before you die so that you don't have to face the judgment and then have to be told, get away from me. I never, never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. But this just goes so deep because even with me today, and I was, I was telling you this earlier that when I was working today, that I got all enthralled and getting frustrated with this person. But did I stop and say, wait a minute? I'm thinking that this is this person, but there's something else going on here behind the scenes that I'm not paying attention to. Did I have a thought that, well, why don't I ask God or why don't I stop it? Nah, I'll just, I'll get it figured out. So 
this is a, a battle in your mind that you're going to go through this throughout the day and you just have to make a decision. Am I going to embrace the things of God and pay attention to them and with practice and increasing measure, ignore more and more the things in the world, what the world does, why they do it, how people act, or am I going to get myself all enthralled in that and get frustrated instead of just let people live their life, let them make their decisions because you make your decisions just like I do. And every decision will bring about a consequence and then another consequence. And this is just a way for actually us with this. It's a way to have the bliss, which is the joy and the peace because with faith in God, you can have that peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, which is that bliss in your, in your mind and within your heart that no, it can be a blissful thing to ignore the things in the world and getting away from sin and not sinning and not living that dysfunctional life anymore. So it is blissful to walk in ignorance of those things because I'm ignoring it. I don't care what the world does. I care about the kingdom of God and their righteousness and what they do. So there is an aspect where you can have a blissful life. doesn't mean that as you live in the world that everything is going to be absolutely perfected, but more and more you can have more and more peace and bliss when you embrace the things of God and ignore the things that shouldn't be getting your attention. Why should it bother me if somebody else is doing something else? All right, I see it. But why am I going to let that bother? I'm going to ignore them because I can't change them. I'm not going to let them affect me anymore. Now I'm going to let Yah affect what I do, but I'm just going to, and it's the thing, you have to make a decision that you're going to stop letting what other people do and how they respond bother you. And because really, and I, I had a sign like this when I used to work, somebody said, they said that they, the day is going great. Don't ruin it. And learning from the truth of God that I cannot, it's impossible for me to ruin your day. You're the only one that can have your day be ruined because it wouldn't matter if I slapped you, if I did something to you, it's all in your mindset. Are you going to ignore this and pay attention to God and say, father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'm going to ignore. Now, do I hear the insults and the things that are going on? But I choose to know uh, I'm going to focus on what my father and mother want me to do. And I'm going to put all this aside and I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm not going to pay attention to what people think I should be doing. And this again is a practice and a process, but this is the word says, and Yah said this to me and I'm, I'm convinced and you can verify if they said it to you, be strong and very courageous because the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. How can you be strong and very courageous if you're, getting distracted and letting other people bother you. And you've got to ignore, how can you be a warrior for God? If you're just sitting there and, and just paying attention, to what every person says, every person does. And no, I'm ignoring all that. I'm focused on God. I don't care what other people are doing. Now, when I say that there are going to be things you care about, but meaning that the focus is I care what God thinks and does. I don't care what you do. I'm going to ignore if you are coming after me or you want to hate me or no, I choose to put that aside and not focus on that because that's the thing. The ignorance is you just choose not to embrace it and focus and you put it to the side because it's not important. Well, obviously, Yah is the most important 
and what they say and do what they want us to do is the most important. So just my thoughts so far on that, but this is a, this is really good as for learning and growing to keep yourself away more and more from frustration and aggravation. And a lot of that is because you pay attention to things around you that you can't control. You get frustrated because other people aren't changing and they're not doing ignore what somebody else is doing now, see what they're doing, but let them do what they're doing. Why are you letting that affect you? Because think about if y'all let everything everybody did affect them. Well, they know at a, at a point that there's going to be judgment. So just let them make their choices. We're going to choose to focus on our people and what they're doing as opposed to uh, what people in the world are doing. Just sitting here thinking about the, <clears throat> the aspect of ignorance versus ignorance and how that ties in so well. Scripture you brought out in Romans. Um, that's actually what part of my email is. So a little bit further in Romans, uh, I don't know if it's chapter one or two, it, it specifically says, although they knew Yah, they chose neither to glorify him or acknowledge him and instead turned and worshiped the created things rather than the creator of those things. So in that moment, you have an aspect of ignorance. They knew God. They knew Yah created these things and then chose to turn and ignore and put what they wanted instead. And let me just clarify, because I just want to make sure, are you saying that because ignorance and ignorance is the same thing, you're just saying it a different way because you're just pronouncing it different. Ignorance and ignorance, it's the same thing because ignore ignorance is the aspect of ignoring like the, the actual action of ignoring. So it's the same thing. Like there's not a difference between ignorance and ignorance. You're just saying it, you're just pronouncing it different. I don't know if you're aware of that. Sorry. When I looked it up, it it looked like it was different online. So it doesn't matter, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so looking at it from that point of view, they're still rejecting it. They're still choosing not to acknowledge it, but they can't, when I say acknowledge it, they can't unknow something they know. If you know that Yah exists, you can't say Yah doesn't exist. Well, to do that, you would have to say doesn't exist. By saying Yah doesn't exist, you're a, you're choosing to acknowledge and say, I know there is a creator and I'm choosing not to acknowledge him. Well, now you're ignoring. Um, so that was one thing that came to mind when you were talking about that. The other aspect, just tying back into working throughout the day, whatever you're going through throughout the day, evaluating it with Yah and not choosing to engage in all the other around you. Why? Because when you engage in it, it takes your focus off whatever you're focusing on. Um, I go back to the story um, where the warriors, and I don't remember what I, you'll, you know, the story I'm talking about where they're, they all go out to do the fighting men. They all go down to the water and um, the leader of them is told to watch as they all drink from the water. And if anyone laps the water versus bringing it and cupping it and bringing it to their mouth, the ones who lap the water, they're told to go back to camp. The ones that choose to scoop the water up and drink it as they're looking around, those are the ones you take with you. And the aspect is the complete ignorance of what's around them to dive in. Oh, I'm so thirsty. They're so focused on that. They're deciding to ignore what's going on around them. So they drink the water. Well, drinking water is fine. But the ones who were in the middle of a battle, a war zone, 
no, I'm not going to be caught off guard. So I'm going to be aware of what's around me and I'm going to make sure that I'm staying on guard. So it's not that you are off in la la land, like your teacher would talk, like that teacher would talk about, like just, oh, you know, just what's going on? I don't understand. Cause that's not the right mindset. We're called to be self control. We're called to be focused and we're called to be men of Yah. Well, men and women of Yah, children of Yah, are focused on what Yah's will is. The will is that we walk through this life as they did. Well, to do that, you have to be aware of what's going on around you. But you can choose to not let what's going on around you affect you. And that ties right into the scripture that came to mind when we were driving over, or I was driving over here, which is we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. At work, I had a one of the guys I work with bring up a topic and he was like, things are going to get real bad real fast pretty soon in the state or the country. And I was like, what? He was like, oh yeah, the civil war is coming. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, well this whole, and I don't, I'm, I'm not politics. I don't follow news. Something was going on in Texas where the governor of Texas like pushed the federal government out or something like that because of immigrants. I, again, I don't know all that's going on. So he was explaining all this to me and talking to me about it. And I was like, Okay. And then like I had, I was like, well, what if you thought about it from this way? And he's like, no, 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 you're wrong. Nope. That's not it at all. And I was just kind of like, okay. And I walked away from the conversation because I'm like, I don't know anything about this topic you're bringing up. I'm going off what you've told me. And I just randomly threw a thought of, well, what if it's this way? And you've already formulated your opinion of the situation. So if I throw something that kind of counters it to try and get you to look a different direction, no, it's not going to happen that way. It's like, Okay, so then I'm just not going to be aware of that. But that ties back into, he's like, you don't watch the news? You don't know what's going on? I'm like, no. That's an aspect of ignorance that I'm okay with. Why? Because that's a part of the world I don't really need to worry about. Like, I don't need to stress over, like when COVID came out, everybody was, the numbers, the numbers. And I'm just like, okay. And then sitting back and looking at the bigger picture of it, COVID was this giant, huge thing that everybody was super obsessed about. And we had to get constant updates and constant vaccines and it's going to be the worst thing in the world. And then very shortly after it started to roll around within a year or so, which it's supposed to be this giant global thing within a year or so, this war, I think it's in, it was Russia or somewhere in that area started to break out and it's like COVID just disappeared. No numbers, no nothing, no more vac- talks about vaccine, no one talking about, oh, you can't come to work anymore. It's just, a- And we have to report our numbers to the whoever does the counting for Food and Drug Administration, whatever that is. And all that went away from my work. And everybody's just like, yeah, so if you have COVID, just treat it like a regular code, a regular cold. If, yeah, don't worry about it, basically. And I just look at that and I'm like, so you make this giant deal about it. And then within a short amount of time, people are still getting it. People, I mean, people are getting COVID now and you don't hear about it on the news. Why? Because they move to the next thing to get someone else's attention. And that's all it is. It's a distraction aspect on all levels. And I'm not saying that it's, I'm not trying to put anything out there and say that things aren't real and that stuff doesn't happen in the world. All I'm saying is the world is designed to cater to the aspect of removing your focus from Yah. That's what the world's designed to do because the enemy, the prince of the power of the air is allowed to control things in the world. And I say allow because Yah's ultimately in control of everything, but Yah gave that domain over to the enemy 
to manipulate. I mean, you look at the stuff we deal with now. I mean, how easy is it to get lost in scrolling on TikTok or Facebook for hours? And you might get one or two things out of that that are interesting. But for the most part, those two hours, you would get nothing that really would benefit you in life. Like I said, you might get one or two like little hack ideas for projects around the house or something like that. But out of all that time and the amount of videos you've watched, really, how much useful information do you take away from that? And that just ties back into the distraction. Why? Because it goes back to what's pleasing to you for self-pleasure. Reading a book, watching a movie, playing a video game, and when you play a video game or when you read a book or you get really into a movie, you focus on that and you start to ignore things around you. And that's kind of the purpose is that you get drawn into it and you focus on it. That's not a bad thing, provided that it's done for ya. When we have quiet time, you know, or when we have the gathering time, there's been police that have shown up at my house before. We're trying to get a hold of this person. Are they here? Well, yeah. Well, apparently somehow their phone dialed 911 two or three times, but we were, they had to knock three or four times to get our attention because we were so involved in the conversation we were having and what we were talking about that I'm really not worried about getting my door right now. This is where we want to be. This is what we want to focus on. And it's like, well, they're not going away. Let me go talk to them. And of course it was, yes, this person's here. Yes, they're fine. You know, but those are situations I'm talking about that you can be in that focus for ya and still be aware of what's going on around you. And that's the goal we're being at that we're all need to focus on getting to is how to be so focused on ya that you don't have to, Oh, I've got to take my focus off ya to then handle things in the world. No, I'm so focused on ya. And that's such a training and a discipline that the things that happen around me, I'm still aware enough of them to handle them, but I'm focusing on ya and handling them from that aspect, not taking the focus completely off ya to handle the situation and then going back to ya. So that's just a constant practice that we're all working on. Well, it came to mind because I looked this up and because I was sitting there, it's like when I, when I made that statement, let me just, you know, verify. And, and, and mother said that like ignorance is like the, the word ignorance and ignorance, it's the same word, but it's interesting because I just glanced at this and just getting some more information on this in regards to ignorance. We want to be on the side where we are deliberately ignorant. And I'll explain. Before we were ignorant of the things of God, we didn't know what we know now. So we had ignorance of it, meaning that we had lack of knowledge, understanding of it. So we had an ignorance, just like Liliana, she has an ignorance of the things of God. Now, is she intentionally ignoring God? No but she just doesn't know. Like she doesn't have the knowledge of the understanding because from the word, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. They're ignorant of it. Meaning like, I, I really don't know. I'm ignorant because it made me think it's like an action that you can go from a place where you don't have the knowledge to, you know it. And I'm intentionally not paying attention to that. Yes. I'm hearing you, but no, I'm not listening to that because I know now the truth of God in this. And that's what this is saying is that when you get to a place where you're walking in ignorance, meaning that you are an action of ignoring the things that are ungodly, 
that that's where you can be at a place where it's more bliss for you because you're walking in agreement and acknowledgement and embracing of God. And you're walking in, you're ignoring, you're choosing to ignore the old way of life because before we came to this faith that we're going to sit here and say that, well, I'm just intentionally ignoring God. No, you're, it's good point. You don't recognize what you're doing, but you're in a situation and go ahead. You can share your thought that you had. It just, we talked back and forth about this when you were like, are you intentionally ignoring God? It's like, well, yeah, actually I was intentionally ignoring y'all because the voice in my head, we talk about voices, should you really be doing this? Yeah, no, absolutely. I should definitely be throwing rocks at this window, this abandoned building. No, I know this is wrong. Why? Because if I was totally okay with it, why would I be sneaking around trying to do it? I mean, I did tons of stuff as a kid that was not appropriate. And why? Because I knew it was wrong. Well, knowing it's wrong and doing it is going right back to that scripture. Why do I know it's wrong? Because the laws are written on my heart. So if I'm choosing to ignore it and do it anyway because I want to do it, I am ignoring God. Because what came to mind was is that you, how do you know, once you know the truth of God, then you can say, okay, I know this, just like Messiah, I know this is the word of God, I'm not doing this. He's not walking around like, I don't have any idea what this is. It's because you can not know something and then you gain the knowledge like you've been enlightened when you have the fullness of faith, like your, your body is full of light because you have the fullness of deity. So now you have the opportunity to see what you weren't seeing. And you can now say, I was doing that. I'm ignoring that. No, nope. because I even had it today. You'll have a, a, a thought come to mind. No, nope. get away from me. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I'm ignoring that. I'm putting that to the side. Now I did acknowledge it, but I choose now to ignore it and I'm putting it to the side. So this is where, there's going to be times in your faith journey, you're going to be in ignorance of something because you don't know. God brings it to your attention. Like you said, if you know what is right to do and ignore it, then it's sin for you. But because we were sinners before having circumcision of hearts, so we were ignoring the things of God. We it wasn't. It doesn't matter if it's intentional or not. You did. We didn't know because we didn't seek after it, and that there's the consequence. It's just like the the speed limit sign that's posted. You're driving down the road. You were ignorant of it. If you didn't see the sign, well, I didn't know that. Honestly, like there's probably some streets here in Stanton. You may not see the sign and you may be like, well, honestly, I had no idea it was there. I was ignorant of it. But what happens when I see it and then I ignore it? So it there, there's a, it just makes me think in faith, there's a time where it's, I really didn't know. And then Yah says, now you do know and you say, I'm not going to do it. What's the consequence versus, well, I know you didn't know, but the law is still in place. You're still condemned. Well, how can I be saved then? Okay. Well, there's a way for that. So it made me think it's from an aspect of ignorance to ignorance. Like, just like you said, you could, you could even put it to ignorance to ignorance. Really I'm seeing as more as ignorance to ignorance, like ignorance from I really didn't know. I didn't have the knowledge. Now I know. Now it's ignorance. I'm in the process of ignoring. I'm not paying attention to that. Where before, I didn't know. Because think about it. If we were to go to another country and get a rental car and you're just driving down the road and, and the, the sign could be posted, 
with the speed and we look at it and we're like, I'm like, Josh, I have no idea what the speed is. Maybe we should just slow down or, and then you get pulled over and they say, did you realize that you're going over the speed limit? Were you ignoring the sign? Well, no, I honestly, I don't know what the sign says. Well, but did you ignore it because you didn't go and look at the, the DMV or I don't know, it'd be DMV or whatever it would be overseas. Did you ignore it because you didn't have the knowledge? You didn't go after it to find it. So I could see one could be unintentional versus intentional. I'm seeing it more where we are in faith that the ignorance, the ignorance, you could say to the way should be intentional that I'm making sure that I'm ignoring the things that are dysfunctional that are not with the will of God. But there are things that I may not know about that I'm ignorant of that. Well, I'm going to make sure that I'm more and more in increasing measure, not being ignorant of the things of God's like one is, I guess you could say like one is more like a verb it's action based versus a state of being like an adverb. Like it, you're, you're in ignorance of like, for example, I'll give you an example just came to mind. You have ignorance of the bassoon. Mm-hmm. Now, you start to learn it. I don't want to do this. Oh, are you ignoring your, your practice? So it, it ha, it's a, it's on a different scale. So we actually, the truth is while we're living in sin, we have ignorance is bliss. And then when we come to fullness of faith, we have ignorance is bliss, but what side of it do you sit on? Is your bliss in sin or is your bliss in righteousness? Just as I'm sitting here, y'all giving this to me that, you start with ignorance is bliss with the sin nature, man, I can do whatever I want, man. It just feels good. I just get the pleasures of the world. And then when you turn to God, no, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm done with sin. I have freedom from sin. I'm not going back to it. I'm ignoring sin. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to go there. Don't talk to me about it. Nope. Cause what does the enemy do? Josh, you know, you sin. No, I don't get away from me. I'm ignoring that where, well, did I sin? Did I, well, I'm getting you to pay attention. Now you're not ignoring me. And that's the thing is, is ignore the enemy. So in essence, what Yah is saying is stop listening to the enemy is ignore the enemy. Don't pay attention to him. What can he do to you now? Don't ignore us because do you have conversation relationship with the enemy? Not intentionally. No, not. I have had conversations where that's come up, but not intentionally. I mean, since circumcision of the heart, no. Since this journey, no. And you bring this up since you asked the question last night, sitting there because we were told to focus more on our conversational relationship with Yah and give them time to answer. So last night when we got together as the guys, Sergio asked about that. And he said, you know, I've really had that on my heart today. Can we have some time for that? And I was like, absolutely. So we talked for a little bit. And we talked about an aspect of confidence. And again, this tying into the topic that was coming out, not knowing goes back into a lack of confidence. If you know something about a situation, then you have confidence in it. Why? You know it's right. You know it's true. You know it's fair. You know it's just. The aspect of, is there something that you have been told to look into and you're like, oh, okay, I'll look into that, but just not right now. Well, you're, are you playing on an aspect of, I don't want to look into that because if I find out the answer, then I've got to make a decision on which way to do in it because I'm now confident that this is right and this is wrong. And we discussed that as an aspect. So last night, having conversation with Yah, I asked three questions. Second question I asked, or the first question I asked, um, 
got my answer, and the first answer was absolutely not. And I was like, mm, that doesn't sound right. And it was like, huh. And that tone right there, it's like, okay, absolutely not is never a, a comment that I've heard from Yah come out when I've t- had quiet time with them. Never. I'm not saying they wouldn't say that. I just haven't had that come to me. And then the questioning of, mm, I don't think that was Yah, and the immediate like, ha, they can't, the enemy can't help himself. They, they themselves, I don't know exactly what, we've talked about that before, gender aspect, but don't have a good answer because they can't hide that. It comes to mind they can't hide it. Um, just real quick, you had a couple of, I had a couple of things come to mind, so I'll share a personal story for me when we talk about this whole aspect. You brought out the bassoon, but there's a a good one for faith for me and my journey. So we were told to evaluate for Passover, circumcision of the heart, about five years ago. And very arrogantly, and again, I knew it was coming out at some point because it came out in the beginning, very arrogantly, Anna asked me about it probably about a month before we went. And very clearly, I remember saying in our kitchen, in our house, I don't need to evaluate that. I know I have it. The arrogance it takes to make a statement about that, because we weren't told that you don't have circumcision of the heart. We weren't told you do have circumcision of the heart. It was a statement by Yah for the Passover for all of us to evaluate circumcision of the heart. Blanket statement. You take it to Yah and figure it out. So by me making a statement to Anna, oh, I have circumcision of the heart. I don't need to evaluate that. That is very arrogant because... I didn't have circumcision of the heart. I wasn't taking the time to look into it. And I was choosing to ignore any red flags of if your attitude when someone asks you about something of faith is extremely offend, like extremely on the um, offensive side, not offensive, but offensive, like absolutely not. Don't you, why are you being so overreactive in that situation? Why are you putting on such a don't question me on this kind of attitude? Because if someone questions you on it and you can't answer it, that's something you need to dig into. And if you need to dig into it, it means you might have overconfidence in that area and you need to humble yourself and ask Yah and look for more things further down in your lower conscience so you can be more confident in it. You need to find out more knowledge in that area so you can gain more understanding and then handle it appropriately. So that was a situation that came up when you when you brought out that whole thing of ignoring versus being ignorant. I was given information, so I wasn't ignorant of it. I was being I would start choose to ignore it because I didn't want to deal with it because I didn't want to dig into it. I didn't want to admit that I didn't have circumcision of the heart and realize that wow, there's a lot of work I got to do. So just that was a thought that came to mind. And again, moving past that now, that's there's no condemnation in it, but definitely seeing a journey of that was my mindset then, and then looking at it now of the difference of, you know, you need to evaluate this aspect of where's your confidence? You asked for confidence. Why aren't you confident in those areas at work, at home, things you do? Are you taking time to evaluate it with us and clarify? Not necessarily every situation because you can totally go into an aspect of being overwhelmed and paralyzed by trying to evaluate everything you do for Yah. 
but just simply live and work. And when you get to an area in a situation and it's, I really don't know. Okay. That's a good time to step back and say, okay, I don't know. Let me take just a moment because there's no rush on this decision. Let me figure out what, what would y'all do? What's right, fair, and just to do? And let me kind of ponder through it. And as I do that more and more at work, I will get better and faster at doing it because I will learn myself more. I will learn where my lower conscience rises up and tries to push in a direction. And I can say, mm, I recognize that from the lower conscience. That's not the direction we're going. Yeah, I would do it this direction. That's the direction we're moving. And that just helps. So that was a help given last night in those areas because the not knowing is what causes a lot of conflict inside. When you know what's right to do, it's a lot easier to just, oh, I know what to do and do it versus, well, maybe should I? I don't know. Is that right? Why is there so much apprehension in doing something? Because the lack of knowing is what causes you to hesitate. So that just those things came out last night. So just tying back into what we're talking about, that's a beautiful concept. It is. And I was just just given this by Yah to just realizing as just speaking that just to bring it around to a point on what Yah is bringing out with ignorance. It's an aspect of just bringing to our mind to really think about what ignorance is. And ignorance simply is the act or action of not paying attention to. Because if my people are ignorant, you're not paying attention. And I know this today when I was looking at an email that I even thought, well, I don't need to look at this. Well, what was I doing? I was ignoring it. I wasn't paying attention to what it was saying. Now, if I have a mindset that I'm not going to pay attention to something, I'm walking in ignorance of that. Why is there ignorance of the speed limit? Because I didn't take the time to pay attention, to look at the laws, to figure out what the speed limit is, what the traffic laws are. So it really comes down to attention. So if you know something, you've paid attention to it to where you understand it, to where you're not ignorant of it because you've paid attention and you've come to have understanding of it. So if somebody says that ignorance is bliss, they're thinking that because you're not paying attention, everything is just, just great. And, but think about it, the more you pay attention, you'll be less ignorant of things around you that you pay attention as you're driving. I'm going to look for the signs like God. Yeah. And their law, I'm going to look for the law. I'm going to look to do what is right so that I'm not having a lack of knowledge and understanding because why does it say my people perish? due to lack of knowledge because they're not paying attention to me. They're ignoring me because if, if you, if you're doing something and I don't want to be a part of it, or like you said with your wife, Anna Ruth, that if she's ignoring it, well, I don't want to pay attention to it. Now we can avoid things and we can be naive in things. And you could think in naivety is like, I just, cause you, while you're being naive, you really don't understand this. You don't know. Yan knowing everything that can be known, that they know what, what is that they know, that they help us when we're ignorant in something. Well, yeah, you understand this. Or if I want, if you want bassoon lessons because you're ignorant of it, I just, I've been paying attention. I don't understand it. You're not going to go to a brass teacher. <coughs> now you may go to a band director that knows about the brass and the percussion and the woodwinds, 
and like that. But I would say if you want that, I would recommend go to the university, to the bassoon professor and get a lesson. But they may say, are you a beginner? Well, don't come to me. You need to go to this person that gives private lessons, or I could give you a private lesson. But the thing with the bassoon is there's so much of that to where you have to, you have to know the fingerings to be able to play, read music, but you have to know how to make reads because it's a double reeded instrument where they teach you how to make the reads. Cause if you don't have the, the right read and it's not made the appropriate way, it doesn't matter if you have the right fingers, you're not going to be able to play it. You're not going to get a sound out of it and you can buy them. But I remember cause I went to music school and you would see the bassoon player and they would have like a look like kind of like one of those Ziploc plastic bowls containers. And they would just have reeds just sitting in water. And cause they would have to stay wet cause it's too, it's called a double reed where two reeds would be bound together. And that's in the oboe is the same way in the English horn that it's a double reed, like a clarinet or a saxophone. is just that one piece of wood, but this is like, it's two uh, wood piece of wood put together, but I could help you with your ignorance of bassoon. If you, I don't want to be ignorant anymore. I'm going to figure this out so that I'm not ignorant. Like you said, like, don't be ignorant of the things of God. Know what the will of the Lord is. But Yah doesn't want their people walking in ignorance of their ways. But why do I want to have more information or pay attention to what's going on in the world? Like, And you said it um, very beautifully, be in the world, but not of the world. Live a life of ignorance more and more of the things of the world because they don't matter. Don't pay attention to what people do in the dark what people are doing in the world, the lawsuits that are coming out, the sexual harassment, the looting, all those things. No, now it doesn't mean that you're like, because there's a difference between I'm just going to avoid it and not acknowledge it. Those things that she was talking about. Yeah, they happen, but I choose not to embrace and just watch videos of and stuff because what benefit is that? But okay, it happened. And, but I'm, and that's the thing that because <clears throat> One of the purposes of faith is walking of Messiah, like Messiah did, being godly. <clears throat> well, yeah, the way that they live and the way that they are, are they going to sit around and focus on why are these people just doing all these sinful things? Why are they? No, we'll deal with that. I'm going to focus on my people that are seeking after me. I'm going to focus on talking to them because they want to pay attention to me <clears throat> and I don't want to ignore them. So it's like one of those things where pay attention to God so that you won't be ignored by God to where it'd be like the more you draw near to God, the more they draw near to you, the more you ignore them, they ignore you. Well, I don't understand why I'm not hearing God's voice. Well, have you been ignoring them? Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to do that. Well, nobody said if you meant to do it or not, but seek for me and you'll find me when you seek with all your heart. But if you don't do that and you ignore that scripture, Whose fault is it? It's not Yah's fault. So I'm just seeing a Yah bringing this out to just show us that, to understand that ignorance is a part of the faith journey and it's a part of life. But just make sure that you're on the side of faith where you can put this in a proper balance, where you can pay attention to the things that you need to pay attention to and you can not pay attention to ignore the things that you're not supposed to pay attention to. The problem we get into is because of being ignorant of something, we're not paying attention like we should. And then we get sick or something happens. And then now do I have your attention, pay attention to this 
<clears throat> and I even told Phil this, we were walking uh, last night and I'll share this with you, Josh, um, experience that I had uh, about with prayer. It was one of those where we're remembering the gathering and we'll say, we just talked about this. We just got out of Sunday evening and what did we talk about? And then it's on my mind and where, where does my mind go to? Well, I want to talk to God, but I, I will not disrespect you by falling asleep. I don't want to ask them a question and go to sleep. So I'm like, I, but you know, what do I ask them? And cause I was so focused on, well, I want them to answer and I'm going to give them time to answer, but what do I ask? And I, I was like, I got myself overwhelmed and I went to sleep and I was like, well, I'll just do it in the morning because I just, I, I will not fall asleep asking a question. And so what happened tossing around, just couldn't get to sleep and just, just something and I got up the next morning and I had time. I was like, I want to, I was saying about this. I was like, I'm going to talk to Yeshua about this. I'm going to ask him and ask him. I was like, why did that happen? I just had the trouble sleeping. Well, were you attempting to be perfected in the prayer aspect? And I was like, so what if you just not intentionally, but you, you ask the question and you fall asleep. Well, they could talk with me overnight. They could give me, I could think about it the next day. So it's kind of like, did you miss out just thinking that, well, I just, I want to be, you know, pay attention. I don't want to go to sleep. And, but, but it's for the next time, not for now. And I was just talking with them about that. And I was just like, Oh, meaning that well, I just want to get the, do it the right way. So I don't, and it's like, this was brought to your attention to your everybody's attention. And now you have an opportunity to work on it and put it into practice. And it's not going to be one of those where it's, you're absolutely perfected in it because you're not capable of that. Just did you pay attention and put it into practice? And cause it was just ringing in my mind. We just talked about this. I was like, I just don't I just, and I mean, and you've, I can just tell by your smile, you've been there. It's just like, I know we just said, but it's just like, I'm just, I'm tired. And I just, I don't want to get into the, I want to, give them time to answer. And I was thinking about a question. I was like, that could take a while. And it's like, you get into all that. And it's just like, just ask the question. If you fall asleep, is your intention to fall asleep? No. But if you do, we have the ability to talk with you throughout the night and give you thoughts and different. And it was one of those like, okay. But then when I was, I ended up talking with, with Abba and mother that they were giving me information and just hearing their voices in a different way that it was just such a, a great experience, but it just makes me think of the more we pay attention, the more we engage, then we can get away from ignorance of something and have knowledge of it. Cause think about it, the ignorance of people, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these things? Cause I, I thought that I wasn't ignorant of it. Well, I thought I wasn't ignorant, but I did. yeah, but think about it. You did ignore it. And the thing is, it's not if it's intentional or not, that if you weren't paying attention, and I can see that why the officer would say, so I'm going to excuse you because you didn't study the traffic laws, even though that's part of your training to get a driver's license, and you attempt to make an excuse. Well, I'm not going to accept an excuse because I don't know if you've heard this, that ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Why? Because you chose to not pay attention. It wasn't put on you and you had no choice. It's free will. You've chosen to get a driver's license. You've chosen to drive a car. You chose to put insurance on it. You live in a society that has laws. 
So it's the officer's fault when he's here to enforce the law that you didn't see the sign? Because you notice the person doesn't say, there is no sign. The sign doesn't exist. It's like, I didn't see it. Like you said with Yah existing, while you saying that God doesn't exist, how can you talk about something that doesn't exist? You didn't see it. And people may say, well, no, I wasn't ignoring it. I didn't mean to not pay attention. But if you meant to pay attention, then you would have paid attention. So it still goes back to your own own choice in it. But what y'all wants those that are seeking faith in them to do is no longer walk in ignorance of the things of God. Learn the ways of God. Learn more and more the things of God so you're not walking in ignorance and you're not in ignorance <laughs> where, or get to the place, and I know it's just like tomato, tomato, but ignorance of walking in an aspect of I'm intentionally, willfully ignoring you because I don't want to listen to you anymore. You're a liar. You're a cheater. You're an accuser. I'm not listening to you anymore. I listened to you long enough and I didn't ignore you. I'm ignoring you now. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm listening to God and I'm not going to ignore God anymore. And that's the thing is ignorance. You can be one side or the other blessings and curses blessings. You're not ignoring God curses. You're ignoring God. And once you've been given freedom from the curses, ignore those old ways of life, get away from the old ways of life, ignore that so that you can actually have a life of peace where I can have an aspect of ignorance in my life, but it's not the things of God. It's the things of the world. And you know this from experience, the more you get away from the world and you focus on God, you just put all that stuff away and you don't want for anything. I don't, man, I don't need anything else. I mean, this is all, you know, I'm not going to covet any more things that aren't godly because Yah is everything that you need. They have everything that you could ever need and be satisfied. And that's why in the past we've wanted things because of ignorance is Yah gives the manna from heaven. This is what you need. Pay attention. No, I want meat. All right. You're going to ignore this. Then I'm going to send the quail waist deep. And do I have your attention now? Told me about Abba. Do I have your attention? Are you going to stop ignoring me now? Yes, Lord, you have my attention. Do I have your attention? Yes. All right. So now you're in a place where don't ignore me anymore. And I don't know about you, but what happens when you, you'll have that drift kind of getting towards the little bit away from God, you're, you're like, we'd say your prayer time or your, you get focused and what happens, oh, I'm going to let you feel that because you ignore me. You're going to, you're going to see what it is getting towards that area that don't, don't go to that area because think about what it's going to be on that day when people are facing God and you know that you're a sinner and you have that guilty conscience and you know, you're guilty that there's nothing you can do to change it. And it's just like, you realize that you ignored God and all the circumstances that you are brought to mind of, Oh my gosh. When somebody said, go to church or read your Bible, I don't need, I'll, I'll do it later. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I did. I ignored the The Bible was in my house. All those years I had it by the bed table and I never opened it because I didn't think I could understand it. It's like, I ignored God. I didn't even, oh my gosh. 
And when I heard that voice, it says, is that right to do? And I ignored it all those years. And I could just see, yeah, just not that they would have to do it, but it's just because of the conscience you're going to know when you see the perfect light. It's my fault. I ignored it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, even like we're talking now, I can look back and see a specific spot where I said, well, I'm not going to evaluate that because I don't need to evaluate that. If I hadn't continued in faith and found circumcision of the heart, I know for a fact that's going to be pointed out to me if I was moving in that point because that was a point in time where I deliberately knew something came from Yah and said, I'm not going to evaluate that. But but for me, the reason I was smiling is not even happened recently, happened last night. I was sitting there uh, and we were we did our quiet time. We had uh, our, our time with Yah, our conversational relationship. And I said before I was like, okay, because we did the lay down on the floor and I was like, okay, my head starts to get foggy a little bit or I start to feel that kind of like drift. I'm going to sit up on my arms. That way I'm, I'm focused and I'm not going to, I am not letting this focus go away tonight. I'm going to be in that. And I was like, I with that mindset, as soon as I got on the floor, I got right into that focused mindset, which was great. And I was like, wow, this is really awesome. And then about 10 minutes in or so, I don't know exactly how long, um, asking my first question and then trying to get some of that focus back and forth. And then question two, and I was like, I'm really having a hard time focusing what's going on. And then I, I was like, I can't get back to that spot where I was a second ago. And very clearly you have gotten complacent in your conversation with us and for you to be in that focused frame of mind is going to take work again. I was like, that is absolutely accurate and that's encouraging. It's not, you can't do it. It's you've allowed that space that you kept that focused mindset, that frame of mind that you were in to wane and you're get it back, but you only get this much right now because that's, that's what I'm capable of having right now. I'm capable in my mind of focusing for this amount of time right now. So I got to take a step back and then go back into that mindset again. And that's all I was doing last night. When I'd start to feel my mind start to wander or drift a little bit, it was like, no, focus again. Versus being able to get into that focus period of mind and stay in it for an extended period of time, which is what we used to do when we did quiet time three to four times a week. I remember being in some of those frame of minds where time literally feels like it just disappears. And you're like, wait, that was two and a half hours. What? And you had conversation the entire time. And that's not where I'm at now. And I have conversation with y'all throughout the day, but have I gotten complacent with that, comfortable with that of, well, I'm having conversation with them to not give them the full, undivided, complete focus attention on a regular basis to make sure that that conversation throughout the day isn't any different than that complete focus and devoted time that I'm having at night. And that's, that's all they were showing me. Again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fix this now is more of a, look, you're desiring this focus and this time with us. This is what's required to get that time and focus. You haven't been giving that hard focus for a long extended period of time like you used to. So your long, your focus you have now is a shorter period of time. If you want it longer, continue to work at it. And that, again, it wasn't stated that way, but that after what was said, I took that discernment as, okay, it's not a, 
because I could easily take it to the under law perspective and, oh, I did wrong. No, you didn't do wrong. It's a good thing you're desiring this time again. But if this is the time you desire, this is what's required to get that time back. And because honestly, I don't know the answer. How old are you? Uh, 35, 35. So let's say, and this is just a guess. 34 years of doing it the way you did before and one evening is not, you're not, is because I know for me, like watching TV, stuff like that, I used to watch NASCAR and like you said, the doom scrolling is what it's called where you, you're looking on the internet. Yeah. But if you never had a phone like that and you got one, it would be like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, this is so weird. I don't even know how to use it. I'm, no, I don't, I don't want something like that. Like the, the older people, quote unquote, that like I'll say, well, we can do an electronic payment for you. No, I don't do all that internet stuff. I'm an old person. Just send me the check. I'm like, but you realize it's going to take a while. Yeah. I just, I don't get up on all that technology stuff. And it's like, that's your choice. So you're, you're hindering yourself in that. But what it made me think of is that because of all the practice that they've had in that old way, well, that's the right way that you introduce something new. Well, no, I don't want to, it's like the, when Messiah came that he's giving the spiritual aspect. Well, that's just, no, it's Moses in it. Cause we're not. And instead of, wait a minute, <coughs> didn't Moses in his writings talk about the servant that's going to come. So he's lining up with what the word of God says. So why are we not listening? Now some did as opposed to the, no, because and, and we know this from the word that they're trying to justify themselves in the flesh because Moses is, you're not Moses. If you were Moses, you would do what Moses did. Well, but you don't understand I'm greater than Moses. I was spoken, spoken about by Moses. I'm the servant that's to come, but you don't understand that because of cognitive dissonance because of your training. But it comes down to another term in the world. Have you ever heard this one? Josh, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Or, yeah, because that was the that was the old music one. Ha ha ha! You know how do you get to Carnegie Hall? All that humor. Because I remember hearing that. I was like, what? Like we had an it was music history, and I was like, what? <coughs> I was like, oh, Carnegie, oh, Carnegie Hall. Like that was the big performance hall in New York City. But it's true. How do you get? How do you get to the attainment of being in Messiah? Practice, 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 and that's the thing. It's a practice. Because, and like you said, with the fullness of faith, circumcision of heart, there is no condemnation, but it doesn't mean there's not consequence for that to where, oh, that's why I started getting sick. Oh, oh, so that's why my back is hurting because I've been trying to carry the weight of doing it perfected. Okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And then, well, I'll look at that. The back pain started to subside or something like that. So with this stuff, anything that Yah gives us, I'm just sitting there thinking about it that it just helps so much to live a more peaceful life when you're focusing on the things of God and, and the, the conversation with them. You have to ignore the other stuff around you. There's no way, like with your, all right, we want you to focus on us. You have to ignore the other stuff. Like it, you don't, we don't want to get rid of ignorance in the proper way. Now we want to get rid of ignorance of the things of God, but ignorance as a whole, because I remember you saying this before, I just, I just want to get rid of this completely. 
No, but if you get rid of it completely, then you don't have the thorn in the flesh and that was put there by God. So no, we're not going to get rid of that completely because there's a reason. But I was just sitting there thinking about that with ignoring something that put the ignorance in its proper place, that do you want Yah to ignore you or do you want him to pay attention to you? So you want Yah to pay attention to you, ignore the dysfunctional ways, get away from sin. That's how you get the attention of God, that you walk as the son did. You continue in that way, you'll get the attention of the enemy. And when does the enemy come after you? Oh, you're ignoring me now? Oh, no, no. No, this isn't happening. But when you're on their side, no. I'll just Because people think, well, I've got the enemy. The enemy can't touch me. I've heard somebody say that. Well, the enemy's going to look at you. It's like, I already have you. You really think that that's going to do anything to me? Like, I, I would chuckle at that. Like, that would be one where I could just see them just going like, did he really just say that? He doesn't. I have, he's under my full control. And you really think that's going to make a difference to me? Now, somebody says in the name of Yeshua, get away from me. Oh, okay. You think that you're just going to go to his side? No. That, that's not happening. I'm going to hold you down and show you who I am. And this isn't, and when I'm saying this, this in that time that I had, it, it was never a challenge to the enemy. Do not challenge the enemy. Those listening, do not, do not, do not challenge the enemy because you think you're in a certain place. Let Yah deal with the enemy. Let them deal with it. They tell you to say something, you do it. But it's just like with the body of Moses that, the um the enemy was fighting over and he says the lord rebuke you i'm not going to rebuke you so do not because if you do that from experience yah will allow the enemy to use the enemy to teach you a lesson don't do that your position is not to challenge the enemy put that in yah's hands that's with messiah and his work the enemy's work's been defeated so find your place to be in him let god deal with the enemy but there are times that Yah may have you say that, hey, get away from me in the name of Yeshua or whatever they would tell you, but make sure it's Yah led. And just as somebody, if you think those are listening in, if you've said that term or you've heard somebody say, well, the devil can't touch me and we cast the devil out, be careful to say those things. Because if you, like you said, Josh, you get arrogant in something, Yah has a way to humble you to where, okay, if you keep challenging this, we will let the enemy come to you and teach you a lesson and you'll cry out to us. And we'll say, cause I've had that to where I cried out in the name and said, Yeshua. And all right, that's enough. But let Yah say it's enough. Not like we have no control to make the enemy do anything in that circumstance. But yeah, with this aspect, this is just another good one from Yah on just an understanding of People look at it as a derogatory or a negative thing to say that you're ignorant. And don't look at it as a derogatory term, like saying you're an ignorant person. And, and I may even in my life have called somebody ignorant and we're just ignorant. And you don't know what you're talking about. But how many things do I not know what I'm talking about? So instead of putting the ignorance on somebody else, just say, you know what? I don't have knowledge of this. I'm really ignorant of this. Can you help me to understand and then once you do understand and you realize the truth of things, that puts you in a position where when you focus on Yah more and more, you can then start to walk in ignorance of the old ways to where that's where I left and those things will kind of creep up. 
but no, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm ignoring this. I'm paying attention to you. Nope. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. So it's really an aspect of walking the journey of faith versus the fullness of faith that you have to, if we already knew the things of God, we'd be walking in them, but we were walking in ignorance of it because we chose sin that we go through. But then the point is, is that you walk the journey of the gospel message to where you no longer are ignorant of the, the truth of God. And once you know the truth, then you can see clearly what isn't the truth. And then that gives you the best opportunity to be in that aspect where you can have more bliss or walk in a peaceful life versus the life of sin is the ignorance is bliss. But the life of true faith in Yah is having ignorance of the things that you're supposed to be ignorant of can bring bliss as well. So that was really the um, main um, reason for this topic coming out in this. So did you have anything further? Cause we were at a good stopping point unless you have anything else you'd like to add. Just something that, that was given to me to really help um, for anyone with questions. And especially for me, the struggling with hearing Yah and keeping that focus on Yah. Yah desires our undivided attention because if our attention is divided, how can we truly be seeking them with all of our heart? So in that aspect, if you are ignoring the word, the world and focusing on the word and the word of Yah and having that time with Yah, giving them your full undivided attention in that moment, learn how to remain in a moment like that with Yah and seek after that moment more and more so you can gain knowledge and know what direction you're supposed to move in. That That's the biggest thing that came to me. And I was like, wow. And when that was given to me, that's where my quiet time has been struggling because I've been doing my quiet time have I been going to a room? Have I been sitting down? Have I been settling myself? Have I been trying to blanket my thoughts to just a clear slate? Just focus on what the question is, focus on Yah, and just be. Blanket out, clear mind. You have my full undivided attention. I'm not thinking about tomorrow, not thinking about what just happened, not thinking about my daughter crying, none of those things. You have my undivided attention. And in that moment, live in that moment for as long as you can ask your questions to Yah and do that till you get an answer. That's what they desire because that is devotion. And if you're truly showing devotion towards Yah, they will answer you. No, I agree hundred percent. And I would even put for us going forward through practice and repetition be at your job, be at home and give them the undivided attention in the aspect of being in the work. Because here's the thing, when you're in Messiah, your mind is now not double-minded. It's singly focused. So the, the mindset is single-minded. So it's a mindset to get into the heart of the undivided attention. So it's not the action of perfected that you give them the undivided attention. It's the mindset because of your focus is first on Yah. So therefore I'm not saying don't do what you said. I agree with it, but as a, because you're not going to be able to sit in a room like that and, and no, 
because it's good to do that because we'll be doing that later. But throughout your whole day in life that the more we walk in the ignorance of the things of the world will help us to walk in that peace and be when you're at your job and your focus is yeah, and you're still doing other things to where your, your mind is necessarily divided. You're doing different tasks, but your mind is singularly focused to where now before the fullness of faith, you would say that you are double-minded because you're tossed back and forth, that you are divided. But I know what you mean, but yes, give them full attention. Like not, I'm thinking about this and then get back to you and then, because uh, you're going to have to work through the practice of that. But that's what it made me think of Messiah when Peter was, when your focus is on me, when you seek first the kingdom, then in increasing measure, you'll be able to just be walking around and you can do things with your your wife and daughter and you're not distracted and you are focused on them in that. So it's just a, it's a continual circular uh, pattern, but I agree wholeheartedly with what I gave you that you, you get to that, that focus because that right there is the practice for in the world. Because when Messiah would have said, no, don't go into your room and close the door. He's saying, I'm teaching you. What he's saying is, is that with the fullness of faith is you're in a room and you close the door is like when you're inside the tabernacle and you're in the holy place, your focus is Yah, you close the door, all you're seeing is them. That's the mindset because you may be driving and you can't pull over and well, I got to pull over and go to a hotel and get into a dark room. And no, it's, it's the, the mindset. And that's a training for pray without ceasing because I mean, and we know this, you're not going to be just in a, get into a quiet place. But the, here's the thing, when you're able to, what's more beneficial? Well, no, I'm just going to leave the TV on and just be loud. And, and I'm just going to go to a rock concert so I can have quiet time. Well, it's taking a little bit to the extreme, but in order to practice this, I would recommend doing, um, like you're saying, but the ultimate goal is everywhere we go, that the quiet time is being in Messiah, that you're in that peace, you're in that calm. Because Messiah is having is he really all noisy about the world is no, he's at peace. And you, so really your quiet time is in Messiah is where you have that peace, where you have that rest. And now Josh, just, just talk to me. You don't need to go. And I'm teaching myself as I hear this, you don't have to go to a dark room. Just, just ask us a question. Just, we want to hear from you because you even told me that they want to hear from me. Well, when somebody says they want to hear from you, no, I'm not going to talk to you. It's like, wow, you really want to hear from me? Okay, well, I want to talk to you then too. And so, no, that's great from y'all and from y'all as well, that it's a, it's a continual process. Do that. But also when you leave here and you go home and when you're asleep and when you're, so it's all good. But do you have anything else you want to add? No, it's a good stopping point, but wow. An hour and 38 minutes goes by pretty fast. Didn't even recognize it. So, all right, well. Josh, it was good being with you again. I enjoy having you with me on the podcast and y'all with us as well. And we will, Lord willing, next podcast will be Saturday and, and we'll see when you're back with me, if it's next time or another time or whatever, but it was good being with you. We appreciate everybody listening in. So we'll leave with this. Ignore the things in the world, pay attention to the things of God. And if there is any ignorance of the things of God, that you have opportunity to learn about God, but also realize that you can be in a place where ignorance is a peaceful situation when you're with God 
and you have that peace in mind where you're paying attention less and less to the world and more to God. So for Sean and Josh, we will see you on the next time, Lord willing. Everybody have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.